Hello, and what is up, everybody? My name is Marty the Meat Man. I am one half of your host of Cross Court Coverage. We are an NBA podcast focusing mainly on the Celtics, but this week we're talking NBA for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Finally brought to you by Primetime Productions. Uh, I'm always, and I was about to say I'm graced. Uh, I am always graced by having my co-host here with me. I'm just going to lean into it. <laughs> yep, got it. My other half, my sister from another mister, Grace G. Robs, Broccoli Robs, Roberts. What is up, Grace? Hello, hello, everyone. It's so <laughs> exciting to be here and finally have some big, big news to talk about. Um, news. But I hope, I hope everybody's having a phenomenal little Sunday here, getting ready to get this week. Yes, I, it is Sunday for you. It Not always throws us. my brain wrong. <laughs> Happy fucking Friday to me, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but as Grace said, we do have some big league news, uh, some big league cues to go over. Um, and I don't know. Do we want to dive right into it? Do we want to just, like, hand up, own it? Just... I'll I'll start. Um, friends, family, brethren, listeners. I I have to apologize for being incorrect. I'm going to eat my foot. I'm going to eat crow. I was wrong. Uh, Damian Lillard has been traded. Um, I know all off season. We said it wasn't going to happen. We said it was silly. We said it was goofy. We didn't see how it could happen. Um, and here we are two months down the road, and we were wrong. But I'll say that I was wrong. Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I will pull up the exact details of the trade. But it was a three-way trade between the Milwaukee Bucks, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Phoenix Suns, which honestly seeing the Suns thrown in there was even more of a head scratcher at first because I was like, how in the hell with their cap space and the situation that they're all tied up in, how in the hell are they involved? Um, but they, I mean, we'll get into it, but I think the Suns did a little, did a little uh, cleaning up and did some good things for themselves. Uh, but the official trade is Lillard goes to Milwaukee as a part of the three-team trade. Uh, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Camera, uh, the twenty or twenty twenty nine unprotected first round pick from Milwaukee, uh, and then pick swaps in twenty twenty eight and twenty thirty all go to the Blazers. Phoenix lands Yusuf Nurchich, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and the only thing the Bucks get out of the whole big move is Mister Dame Time himself. Damian Lillard. Uh, it took two te- two two teams that I didn't expect to be involved in this in this dog and pony show. We forever thought it was going to be the Heat. Uh, we always, you know, that's what we heard all off season. Uh, but apparently, there was some back and forth with Pat Riley that didn't happen. Uh, he yep. put in his initial offer, and he thought he was the only one on the bidding table, and he never changed it. So. Bucks and Suns show up to the table and make this three-way deal happen. Um, I'll start with the Suns, and then we'll work our way to Damian himself. Uh, of course. 
I like this move for the Suns. Do you? Like, I think I think that, you know, I don't I like DeAndre Ayton. I have no problem with DeAndre Ayton. I think he's a good ball player. But when your team is already Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and then nobody, that's not great. So what they do no. is they move on yeah. from Ayton, which clears up some cap space. And they fill out the back end of their roster. So, like, realistically, I mean, Nurchich isn't Aiton, but Nurchich isn't bad. Um, and, you know, I think that filling out people to actually back up your big three was crucial and something that the Suns needed to do. And somehow being included in this trade worked out for them. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been saying it, I think, all uh, off season that the Suns had no depth. You know, it was very much right. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and then whatever you want. Um, but so I, in that sense, it's a good move. I mean, I inherently want any team that Kevin Durant is on to suffer. Um, just yeah, in general. fair. But I don't know. I was I was kind of surprised. I really – I was surprised by them moving DeAndre Ayton. Maybe I just – I don't know. I, I so heavily associate him with – the Suns, and so it was weird to me to see, you know, really part of their big three um, get moved. Obviously, he's not the talking point of this whole trade, but I I thought that was no. Um, I mean, it is a big piece of this trade, though. Like they had to move young young talent had to go to Portland for this to happen, and yeah. I think that's why the the Suns got on the call. I think that's the only reason that Milwaukee and or the Blazers were like, let's call up Phoenix and see what they're willing to move. Um, right. It'll be interesting to hear how like it was actually like conducted. Like who called who first? Like did the Suns call Milwaukee? Did Milwaukee call the Suns? Yeah. Who called the Trailblazers? Like I, I, I get what you're saying about Aiden, but I feel like there was always a little like uh, blood in the water when he signed his max deal because I, for, if, I think it was Indy. I think Indiana signed his waiver sheet. And they were like, we're going to give him a max deal. Uh, he's going to come to us. And the Suns had the chance to match it, and they did. But during that whole year before that happened, they didn't negotiate a deal. They didn't try and extend him long term. It was really weird. And then the Pacers show up, and they're like, it could be a different team. I don't even remember. But some team shows up and says, hey, we're getting DeAndre Ayton. And the Suns say, fuck you. No, you're not. And I was like, yeah, all right. That's one way to con that's one way to conduct business. Like. Right. Wait for the open market and then just give him the money you had to give him anyways. Like, okay. Um, but ever since then, I thought that he was like, a, not like a movable piece, but there, if there was a big enough deal, which obviously this turns out to be, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. then he could be shopped around. Um, I mean, I don't know too much about the little bits and pieces. Nasir Little's fine. Uh, Grayson Allen's fine. Grayson Allen can suck my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Ted Cruz looking motherfucker. <laughs> biggest, all the biggest wanks in the NBA come out of Duke. Not Jason Tatum, though. Shout out, Jason. I was about to say, ma'am. <laughs> that is my favorite Boston Celtic. Calm down. Well, <laughs> um, but on the, the, we'll go to the Bucks now. They get nothing. They give up three future picks. They get Dame Lillard to pair with Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts, initial reaction with uh, with that two stack or three stack if you include Middleton. I mean, it. You know, I'm a huge. I'm a Chris Middleton stan. Um, but I. Oh boo! Ew. <laughs> I love Chris Middleton. Oh my god. That floppy fish-looking motherfucker. All right. Oh my god, you are so mean. Um, <laughs> but I think. I don't know. Initially, it took a while for it to sink in. Um, for real. And because, I mean, on the one hand, it's like, you know, there's so many uh, storylines happening right now because you have the Bucks. You know, Giannis's future in Milwaukee is not certain. I mean, it's not, you know, we're not talking like it. it raises a lot of questions about what sort of future this brings to the table for Giannis. I mean, the Bucks have always, they've just been, well, not just always been, but these past, you know, this past year or two, it does feel like there's been something missing. And on the one hand, you know, I tend to blame it on Chris Middleton's bad health. Um, But I don't know. I, I honestly, like, I don't, I don't, know how this is going to impact I guess that's where I'll start with with what your thoughts are where how do you think this impacts Giannis and his future in Milwaukee so right off the bat I think that this is a trade to make Giannis happier although he loves Drew and although they're like bros and everything like that Drew Holiday is a defensive beast and not a showstopper flashy point scoring shoot it from the logo kind of guy right um and so to get someone like dame i think this is you know the ownership of milwaukee kind of saying like we will get big names we will surround you with talent as long as you stay our guy as long as you stay here we will continue to make moves that make this team quote unquote better and i put heavy on those quotes um but I think that this was a move to appease Giannis. I think that this was a move, like you said, his future was uncertain. I think that, um, and because of that, they 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 knew that they had a little bit of a hangover from the last time they won the championship. And it's been a little bit of a question mark of like, how do we get back and everything like that. Right. But they needed to do something to shake the team. Kind of like we did when we traded Marcus Smart. Like we had to do mm-hmm. something to shake the team up. And it, right. yet you lost someone who you're comfortable with and who has been a cornerstone of your team. Oddly enough, another point guard who's defensively sound. Um, mm-hmm. And you go out and get a guy that's all offense. So I think yep. that's why they did it. I think they wanted to do it to make Giannis happy. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not Giannis. I don't know if it does or doesn't make him happy. I would assume that, you know, getting someone who could put up 50 points uh right next to you is gonna you know move the needle a little bit and be like oh milwaukee kind of took care of me yeah i mean then i also though i'm like i was talking to my friend about this because you're throwing in chris middleton into this conversation here is that it's almost an oversaturation of scores uh in that regard which i guess i mean it's not a bad thing but at the same time i'm interested to see how it shakes up in terms of how they're really going to you know, because like we we obviously were biased, but like we've seen it work so well in Boston with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being two great 
scorers and all around great players. And they've been able to find this really nice balance um, of like one picking up the slack and the other doesn't. And I, I don't think Giannis ever had that really with Chris Middleton because Chris Middleton was always hurt, number one. And always absent, not, yeah. <laughs> not as significant of a threat, um, especially like driving to the basket than uh, as opposed to like Damian Lillard. And, and obviously Damian Lillard's got a lot of skills that are gonna unlimited three-point range. <laughs> right. That are going to be useful to uh, uh, Milwaukee. But I... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've seen, I think we've seen historically in the NBA, we've seen you put two people who are really, really talented together. I, I guess I'm going to use, I'll use OKC because I'm also biased. Um, you know, I always <laughs> used to get into this fight with people about James Harden and, oh, you know, Sam Presti, how did he get rid of James Harden? Why did he do that? You were never going to see James Harden be the James Harden he is on a team that already had Russell Westbrook no. and Kevin Durant. So obviously, you know, it's a different point in Damian Lillard's career, but, you know, it it begs the question of can this team have three really powerful scorers and not see, you know, some one of them, you know, get sort of pushed to the side um, and fight for those points. Not that everybody's out for themselves, but I mean. No, but it does know. it does beg to you know every time we get in these big three situations, you have to really look at the chemistry of it. You have to look at the way these guys play together, right. and like, yes, Dame complements the way that Giannis plays because Giannis is a drive to the hoop, tackle everybody on his way there kind of guy, um, and yeah. Dame can just sit in the corner or out on the arc and have the kickout. Right. But Giannis has to make those kickouts, so that'll also be interesting to see. Is like if will he give up the drive, and go? I don't need to take a 14 second free throw shot twice. I could just kick it out to Dame and he could shoot a three. Right. Um, I don't. Uh, so, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand conversation of what the Bucks did, I think they got worse. Like, wholeheartedly, I think they are a worse team. Wow. That is after a take. After making this move. I mean, that is a take. It, it is, and I love Dame, and I think Dame's talented. I mean, yes, Dame is tainted, and now Dame's in the East, so it's even it's even more tainted. Um, I mean, it's going to – I'm not happy with him with the whole stomping his feet and the way he acted about it, but I, it, that will subside. That'll go away as he, you know, is now a Milwaukee Buck and everything like that. But Dame doesn't play defense. Nope. And they already had a team that was, you know, like Giannis plays – "Quote unquote defense." No, Giannis is just giant. It is in the fucking way. <laughs> like he doesn't play lockdown defense. Yeah. Um, Chris Middleton plays pretty good defense. Drew Holiday mm-hmm. plays lockdown fucking defense, and that was always something right. they could hang their hat on. Is that if Giannis was going to get blown by, Drew was going to come and pick up the slack. Now you got Giannis who's going to get blown by, and Dame's going to be waiting at the fucking mid court line because he wants to catch the the outlet pass for a three-point half-court shot. So I don't know that just because Dame has this ultimate scoring ability, it makes them better. I think that they lost so much on defense by losing Drew. And, like, does Dame even play point guard anymore? Does Dame even, like, look to the assist? No. It's been his team for so fucking long. I don't know how he goes to this, you know, not second, maybe secondary role. It's Giannis's right. team. It's Giannis's team now. 
and and, it, and well, no, I think I think right, and I, I think the that raises a good question, and maybe now you know we're sitting here thinking about this after this whole, and I want to talk about people's reactions and players' reactions too, but you know we're sitting here after seeing what Damian Lillard did this summer, and it leaves me wondering, you know, can he even handle that? You know, he right wanted this, this is what he wanted. He wanted to go to a a, a team that he thought you know, was going to be really successful, but he's had the trailblazers on his back for like 10 years. I mean, especially in the last, like in the last like five or six, it's, it's been Damian Lillard and nobody else. So, and then, and then he has this whole, you know, like self aggrandizing nature during the summer. And you're like, okay, can you not be that guy? Are you fine being the second guy in a big three? Are you fine? Exactly. I, and I don't know. I mean, that's that's a question I think it's only going to be answered in time. But it, like I said, he wanted this. This is what he wanted. He was fine. He was going to be fine going to the Heat and playing with Jimmy Butler. So, But then again, I, I consider, you know, he's closer to Jimmy Butler. He's closer to, as a player, I was gonna like, say, he could still if be he a goes, pretty big star. If he goes and plays with Jimmy Butler, it's 1A, 1B. Yeah. Right. But here if it's, if it's, it's him and Jimmy you, Butler. You're not it's competing 1A, with Giannis. He's second to Giannis. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, and and no, and so, Giannis is competing for MVPs. Giannis is top right. five MVP candidate every year. Yep. I, I think they got worse. I think that you know, one, the way that Dame carried himself out over this offseason, stomping his feet, asking for the trade, like that is number one, like prima donna superstar bullshit and now you're gonna do all that and get traded to a team to be second banana like does that translate how does that how does that happen how do you go from being like wanting to be the guy to being second to i mean like yeah you're second to Giannis. i don't i don't know that second banana is a phrase in general um, that's it is. Oh, there's definitely a, that's definitely a phrase. <laughs> second banana. Okay. Um, yes. Second banana. He's second banana. Giannis. Anyway. Um, I think that <laughs> so distracted by that. Um, the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It is, it's a chemistry question. It's a, cause Damian Lillard's always been a guy that people considered, you know, a good dude and, and you wanted to have him on your team. So I don't know if this whole, this summer erases that, but I guess that, that, that brings me to my biggest problem with this, which was that I don't, I don't, I'm not okay with what he did. I'm not okay with what happened. The minute he got traded, everybody was like, good for Dame. I'm so happy for him. Like all my friends were like, I was on this, I, I said it on Twitter, I was fighting for my life in every group chat saying, fuck Dane. <laughs> like, this was, this was, like, the result of him stomping his feet and being a bitch. Like, we watch, we're, we're yep. watching James Harden do it in real time. I'm not okay with it. And I'm now suddenly everybody's like, oh, yeah, good, good for Dame, yay. And then, what the, did we all just fucking forget? Did we all forget what just happened? No, it's so strange because the second that he got traded, I feel like if he went to Miami, people would have still had a fucking like thorn in their right. side about it. But because yes. it wasn't Miami, they were like, oh, good for Dame. He advocated for himself. Yeah, Meanwhile, such a we're good like, guy. well, James Harden, 
James Harden doesn't have to be in the league is some of the conversations that people are having. And I'm like, wait, so Dame is advocating for himself and he's a good guy for getting traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. But we're telling everyone that James Harden should play in China because he wants to be traded. So wh- what are we doing? What is the argument here? Um, you know, I think that it's the it is the epitome of the spoiled ass kid. And I'm not saying da- this is not Dame. I don't know, you know, his backstory or his upbringing, but. It is literally like quintessential, the story of a spoiled-ass kid who stomps their feet and screams, and their parents just go, okay, here's the toy, or here's the candy, or here's the – like, you stomped your feet and bitched and moaned and made a fool of everyone involved, and you still get rewarded. And I'm like, no, that's not how we should have this league conduct itself. It, exactly, and I'm like – you know, when I was fighting with my friends about this, and their whole thing was like, you know, Portland wasn't doing anything for him. They weren't building for him, and sure – all of that is fine. I get that. But I'm still sitting here. There have been so many players that have been stuck on teams that were crashing and burning and have handled it with grace and humility. And so in those cases, I, I'm i going to bring it up, of course, because I always do. I'm going to bring up Russell Westbrook. He did everything he could. He continued to fight <laughs> for his team. And then when it was time to go, it was time to go. But there's a reason that people love him. And everybody, you know, all my friends were like, oh, well, on Reddit, you know, there's not a single Portland fan that's mad at him. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, I don't care. First of all, everybody you're on Reddit. Else is mad at him. <laughs> everybody else is mad at him because this was stupid and it was a dumb way to conduct yourself. And if you want, you know, people to think of you as highly as they always have, why did you act like this? Portland's not mad at him because they're committed to the rebuild. Portland yeah. fans are like, okay, we have our future lined up. Portland doesn't care because they already knew he was fucking leaving. That's not the point. Portland fans don't have to be mad at him for this to be ugly for the league or for it to be ugly on his legacy or for it to look dumb. It, it has nothing to do with Portland, honestly. Like Portland won in the situation, the fact that they got three first-round picks uh, we'll get into Drew in a minute, but that's going to turn into fucking picks. Like, right? Uh, they're they're building for the future, and that's what they've accepted, and that's what they've known all summer. It's not about Portland. It's about what it looks like for the league. It's about what it looks like for superstars. It's about what it looks like for you know these guys who are on these teams. And like, yes, I'm not going to like advocate for the GMs. They have billions of dollars. I'm not going to advocate yeah. for the the owners. They have billions of dollars. Like, I- I'm not going to do that. But there's a way to conduct business. There's a way to handle yourself in this business and just like outwardly speaking out against your team and demanding a trade after being this guy for 11 years who was like, I live and die for this CD CD. I live and die for this city. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm okay with what's going on. And then all of a sudden once one summer at the end of your career, you're like, nah, fuck it. I want out. This is shit. It's like, you can't that, be that guy and get and that, rewarded. That was my biggest, I think, issue with it was like, look, James Harden, this is really on brand for him. We we've are seen, so used to it. We are so used to seen, it with Harden. We've seen him do this <laughs> shit. And so it wasn't like, you know, nobody was like, he's married to Philly. He's not leaving Philly. Like, that's his whatever. But like, no. Damian Lillard has been, has made it. And as as as, as recently as like, five months ago was 
I love this city. I'm staying here. I'm winning as a championship. And then it turns around and does this. Like that was probably the biggest problem that I had with it. Like you can't make it seem like you're committing to the bit and then do this. (laughs) And then just fold. Like it was literally when they didn't make the playoffs that he said, I'm still for this city. I'm still for this team. Like it was in the regular season when they were mathematically eliminated from contention. Okay. So in, I don't know, maybe two, three months time, you just decided to change the whole goddamn script and like not expect people to be upset about it. Like, cool. Portland's fine with it. That's because again, their future is based off of whatever they get for you, Dame. So they have already accepted. You don't want to be here. We're going to get draft picks. Cool. We want this team to be good. Hopefully these draft picks play out. Like I understand it from a Portland perspective. Yeah. Um, if you want, if you, you know, if your superstar wants to leave, you don't go, oh, oh no, please stay. Like, I'm not, if, if Jalen mm. Brown was to pull, if Jalen Brown was to pull this shit, I wouldn't say it with Tatum because I would be upset with Tatum. But if Jalen yeah. Brown was to pull this shit with the Celtics, I would be like, okay, fine. Good riddance. You don't want to be here. Bye. I hope we get 8 million fucking first round picks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't want that to happen, and I love Jalen Brown, and I want him to be here forever, but, like, if that was the case, if he held himself in the, the way that Dame flipped the script on Portland, I wouldn't be I – w- I would be like, yep, bye. Like, good, give me right. the picks. Exactly, because you don't want – you know, it's addition by subtraction. Like, good uh, – that's the other win for the, the Blazers here is that they're dropping a guy who clearly didn't want to be there. And if we thought exactly. that it was going to – we were going to get to the season because we've been talking about how awkward and terrible it would be, like – now right, you're, exactly. you're you're out on that guy. So I I don't know. I mean, I've just been pissy about everybody who was so pissed all summer about the way he was acting just cuz it was, you know, heat or bust. Now suddenly is back on the okay. We're we're good now. I don't all know. All sins seems... have been forgiven because he's joined my Milwaukee and I'm like that's that's not how Y'all were dr- you you were all on the right path of being like fuck you Dame, why are you being an idiot? to right. now it's not Miami, so it's fine. It's like, okay, yes, I would have been more mad if it was Miami, but I'm still annoyed with the way that he fucking carried himself out. Like, it's not it's not good for the league. More players are right. going to do this now. Yeah. I know. We, we just That's saw it, too. We, we saw it with two this summer, you know? Who's to say how many more times it's going to happen in the future that the minute your team starts to do slightly poorly, you got superstars bitching? Like, Teams like the the Hornets or teams like I'm trying to think of teams with just like one guy and a whole bunch of nobodies around them. Like, but like teams like the Hornets could easily see that happen with LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Uh teams like I mean the Mavs, I could say, but they have Kyrie, but Kyrie is his own right. fucking thing. But like if Luca all of a sudden is just like, no, I want fucking out, like it would be the same yeah. thing. Like these cities are building around these one guys in certain cities. Um and, you know, it's all they have. It's all they can lean on. Like, yes, Portland had CJ McCollum for a time, and it was like the Damon McCollum show. But, like, it was never, like, right. that big of a – it wasn't that big of a big two. It was Dame and CJ. It wasn't Dame, CJ, like, partners in crime. Um, So I just yeah. think that, you know, enough players are going to see, oh, this worked. I can stop my feet and be an asshole – and my agent's going to do some dirty work on the underside, and then I'll be on a team. It's like you have to be able to accept that certain teams 
are going to win and so they're going to lose. And sometimes even if you're a good player, you can be on a shitty team or you might just have a down year and like there are rebuild years or there are like that just because your team doesn't do fantastic doesn't mean you should tuck your tail between your legs and fucking run away. And like Dame was the 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 fucking saint of that for so long. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird. And yeah. to see him move, I I don't applaud him. I'm not one of those people. Well, speaking of unhinged NBA players acting out, <laughs> did you see both Jimmy Butler, his response, number one, and Tyler Hero? Yes. Yes. So one, Jimmy Butler is a big crybaby. Yes, he is. <laughs> we knew this. This this is we've like, been knowing this. Like Jimmy, oh look, let's, let's call them for let's call them for tampering. <laughs> He's such a bitch. But like I like uh, Jimmy, get over it. Um you guys never offered another package besides Tyler Hero and two picks. Yeah. Um and then two, I, I said it earlier this week on Twitter and I'll say it again. Um whether it's Tyler Hero or Malcolm Brogdon or whoever it is, stop being fucking salty that your name was included in trade rumors. Stop being fucking salty because you will be moved. Guess what? Everyone in this league is expendable. Everyone has a price. If you're going to bitch and complain that you were in rumors, which one, it's not like Pat Riley or Brad Stevens is the ones putting their names out there to the media because they're not. It's these you know, quote unquote beat writers or these quote unquote, you know, people who want to, you know, get clicks and get this and that and the other thing. And they're going to, you know, stir up drama on the Internet to make it seem like, oh, they know what's happening. No one fucking knows what's happening until it fucking happens. That's the truth of the matter. And until the deal is signed or until the trade is fucking hand shook on. It's all rumors, baby. It's all fucking hearsay. Until you're fucking, they walk in your room and tell you you're being packed up to go to a different city. Don't listen to it. I don't understand this fixation that certain players have on being like, oh, I was in trade talks. It's like, yeah, that means you're valuable, homie. That means like someone wants to give you up or move you for something else. That means you inherently have value. It's not like you're someone on the roster like Peyton Pritchard who can't fucking trade because no one is interested in him. Like, and that's just it. I don't, I will never understand someone being like, oh, they want to trade me. It's like, yeah, because you're good or because you have a value to them and they don't have a use for you anymore, but you're still going to make money in the NBA. You're still going to be playing basketball at a professional level. Nothing is changing in your life except for the city and the name on the uniform. That's it. That is it, dude. And fuck you Tyler know. Hero. <laughs> yeah. Who also, like, I, I don't know, that was kind of for me, I was like, it's very off-putting for him, a guy that I really don't have strong feelings against. Um, oh, I hate it him. It was just, <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, you're you're a Tyler Hero hater. Um, yeah. It, you know, it was just weird, and like, Jimmy Butler's gonna be Jimmy Butler. He's gonna yap. Yeah, I, ha- I had less of a problem with Jimmy Butler than I did with Tyler Hero. Because it's on brand. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, we knew Jimmy was going to say some stupid shit. Oh, we got to check into tampering. Alright, Jimmy. Like, I love your beads and your hair. Thank you for contributing. Go fill more, put more gas in your Bugatti. Like, 
that was funny as for fuck. the content the, the bugatti thing that was funny <laughs> that that twitter video i was like oh my god gas prices are so high I'm like, shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah go i go stop trying to be relatable please stop please stop as he as he pumps his luxury sports car with 150 dollars worth of gasoline i'm like yeah well i'm not driving a fucking bugatti bro i'll take the trade <laughs> You can have my Subaru. It's a 2019. I bought it myself. <laughs> it wasn't a gift yeah, from was... some prince in Dubai or some shit. <laughs> yeah. No, that was weird. And and I don't know. I'm really not a fan of this era that we're in where players on teams not involved in the trade feel so comfortable being whack on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, just like putting in their two cents. Like, go back to your team. Like, go and focus on like what's going on there instead of being like, we almost were involved in this trade. Yeah, we all were watching. We know. Clearly, it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, like, it's just like, you guys, you guys weren't involved. Miami fell out of the talks. Like, yeah, okay. Like, also, it's weird because, like, that's basically Jimmy Butler saying, like, I don't want to play with Tyler Hero. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Tyler yeah, Hero was the no, was the known, tra- he's the known trade piece. So, like, that's Jimmy yeah. Butler going, fuck, we didn't get Dame. It's like, that yeah. also means you, you're upset that you still have to play with Tyler. <laughs> yeah if i'm tyler there are Hero, two more, sides to that coin <laughs> i'm more pissed about that yeah than than anything else because what the fuck yeah um yeah <laughs> and i i i've said it before on this podcast that it's almost like nba players forget that they exist in the real world <laughs> like rather than just oh, in yeah. this little <laughs> hockey bubble like the things you do and the things you say, people can hear them. <laughs> You're not just talking into a void here, man. Jimmy Butler, you and your Bugatti are not the only things that exist in this world. Everybody's listening. Everyone's listening. Everyone can see what you're doing. We can all read the subcontext behind it. Like we're not Jimmy. You're not outsmarting or being more clever than anyone else. We we know right. what you're saying. <laughs> You're like, we I do want think, a game. <laughs> I, I do think the funniest thing that I saw that came out of this, because, you know, you always see that uh, that um, meme reaction pic of Adam Silver, like, get ready to learn Chinese, buddy, or whatever. Somebody posting, yep. get ready to learn cheese. Yep, I saw that. They <laughs> that was covered so up the funny. I, the I N in Chinese and just put a giant E. Get ready to learn cheese, buddy. So Welcome funny. to... Milwaukee. <laughs> cream city. Cream, oh, cream fucking city. Congratulations, cream Dame. City. Have fun. Um, But the other side of this coin, we'll definitely mm. come back to more Dame talk. I know it's just going to naturally come up, but yeah, we would be remiss to not mention Drew Holiday. So Drew Holiday was one of the pieces that was going to Portland, um, and Portland came out right after the trade was announced, basically saying... We have no intention of keeping Drew Holiday on our roster. We are looking for a trade, par- like a trade partner. Um, which, like, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's kind of like oh, we got you, but we we have no need for you. You cost too much money. You're too old. 
We don't want you. Right. Uh, we need to move on from you. So Drew Holiday is stuck in this limbo right now. Um, and a whole bunch of teams have been thrown into the ring, of course, uh, in the sweepstakes for him. The Celtics are one. The Heat are one. Uh, the Sixers are one. The Clippers are one. I think those are the biggest names that I've yep. heard so far. Um, how how first how foremost. fun how <laughs> would it be? How funny would it be if James Harden went to Portland? <laughs> Just did a little switcheroo. I, <laughs> I I I don't think it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Just be funny. Um, I, I, would be very it'd be very funny, but it'd be so counterintuitive to their whole no, plan. It, it is. It's just it's funny for the bit. And you know, I, I love when, when people oh, do yeah. things for the bit, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Um but I how do you feel about the Celtics being in in, in the conversation that the Celtics hat is in the ring? How does that yeah. make you feel? <laughs> How does that make me feel on an emotional level? Um, no, I, uh, I mean, I love <laughs> Drew Holiday. Number one, I've always loved Correct. Drew Great Holiday. Baller. Great baller. Good dude. I mean, just an all around cool person. Um, so I personally, I like it, especially if there's any truth to these Malcolm Brogdon stomping, kicking his feet, pissed about the trade yep. thing. That makes me more like, okay, well, then if you want to go somewhere else, you can go somewhere else. We um, can package you up. <laughs> yeah, you say the word. Um, but I think that, you know, I don't know how likely it is, especially when we're talking about the other teams that could potentially land him. But, I mean, the Celtics do, we, we've been saying it, without Marcus Smart, they need more defense, number one. And, yep. you know, Drew Holiday, he's not a, it's not old, but I mean, he's, you know, into his 30s now, probably probably like 33. That was a guess. Yep. If I'm correct, I want a million dollars. But I, uh, so I mean, like, you also have to factor that in because it's not like, you know, we are willing to do a whole lot for him beyond Brogdon. Uh, and maybe a few other small pieces. I don't know. What do you, are you, I'm a big, like I said, big Drew Holiday so, fan. But I don't so know. what do you think? One, you're, you're owed a million dollars because he's 33. Let's go. <laughs> it's not my money. True. <laughs> um, I take, but, I take, I take cash or a check. Uh, her Venmo is. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I agree with you. Drew Holiday on the Celtics would be a good fit. It would fill in the hole left by Marcus Smart on the defensive end. He would be a compliment to Derek White, whether White comes off the bench or Drew comes off the bench or we play small ball and we have White, Drew, Brown, Tatum, Kristaps. Like, right. yes, I see it. I see the vision. But yes. the problem is the money and the problem is the situation. He has a one year deal for thirty seven million dollars. So one, we're only getting him for one year unless we extend him, which would be a headache and a half again to figure out because our cap space is fucking hell. But every single offer 
for Drew Holiday is Malcolm Brogdon and Rob or Malcolm Brogdon and Al or Malcolm Brogdon, Pritchard, uh, Hauser, Cornette, Blake Griffin and assign it. Like we either gut the team of depth or we give Mm -hmm. up on one of our other big men. And it's like, at, because of our situation, because of the money that we have, because of the way how top heavy our contracts are, there's no like clean split. There's no way to just move Brogdon and get Drew. If we could, I would I would applaud it. I'd take it every day of the week. If we could just move on from Brogdon and his little stomping feet and be like, yeah, we'll take Drew Holiday. Great. Um, but I don't want to include Al. I don't want to include Rob. I don't want to include Hauser. Like I can, I don't give a fuck about Pritchard. I don't give a fuck about Luke Cornett. But like, yeah, there's just we we would give up too much for one guy on a one year deal, and I I just don't see any way for it to work without us ruining. Like we have depth, and we have a great rotation right now. And yes, would he be a plus? on the starting lineup yes but there is something that you're giving up and i don't like what we have to give up to get him right yeah i mean and that's that's loud door slam that's fair um (laughs) because you know if we do always have to look at the uh on paper you're always just like oh we get drew holiday great awesome but you know we don't get him for free um well i guess that (laughs) I want to talk about your thoughts, and I and I think that Sully might have asked this question, kind of. Um, your thoughts on, like, how does this impact the rest of the East? Now, now I, I wish I had a graph of it, like the odds uh, to win the East, like, flip-flop. The odds on uh, favorites, yeah, the odds on favorites are now the Bucks again. Vegas has right. the Bucks as being the most likely team to come out of the East, and also... Uh, the most likely team to win it all, which right again, I'm going to kick back to, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know that the bucks got better from this trade. Um, It's, it's up for debate, but putting them ahead of us by losing drew holiday, like drew holiday played defense against some of our key guys and locked them up. Right. Dame, Dame Lillard ain't doing that. Dame Lillard isn't playing defense on, D white or Jason Brown or Jason Brown, Jesus, Jalen Brown or Jason Tate. <laughs> awesome. together. <laughs> it's not our fault uh, that our two stars both have J names. <laughs> yeah. It's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek white. Like those guys aren't getting locked up by Dame because Dame doesn't play that kind of defense. He'll play like, and, you know, soft zone and be around them, but he's not and, locking them up. Damian Lillard is like 5'11". Fact. <laughs> like, he is a little dude. Now, that is uh, true. Yeah. He is a little dude. He is not, you know, like, the Jays are going over him. The, the Jays can shoot over him. The Jays can, you know, it's not a problem for them. Um, right. Do I think it's an issue for the East? I think it does raise some problems for uh, a lot of the other teams. A lot of the teams that, you know, were either bubble contenders or, you know, the five, six, seven seeds, 
you know, I think that adding someone like that from the West, who is such a lethal shooter, who can just literally spot up from anywhere. We saw the game winner where they were in the playoffs and he hit it from the, the right. corner of the logo. Like that is going to change games. He's going to do that for Milwaukee. There is no doubt in my mind that they will put the ball in his. That's the other thing. Now they don't have to put the ball in, the, in Giannis's hands when there's five seconds left. They put it in Dame's hands and he can hit it from fucking anywhere. That right. changes their whole scheme when they're down two. Yeah. And I mean that's two that's two lethal, pretty lethal uh shooters to compliment Giannis. So I'm not I'm not this isn't this isn't uh Grace agreeing with Marty that they got worse because I don't think they did. <laughs> but I'm not that crazy. Mm, um I, but <laughs> I I am. <laughs> yeah, you are that kind of crazy. Um but I uh I do think that it, it they got in my mind they got harder to defend um by a lot and so i think teams that struggle on you know struggle defensively are going to have more trouble and so that's why i'm sitting here like you know Celtics do we we did lose defense we did lose somebody that is a great uh defensive player and we gained somebody who's just okay at defense so um yeah, but I don't he, know. he spreads the floor. He makes our offense better. And I think D. White will lock down Damian Lillard, given the chance. I agree when with those that. Games, when those games come down to it, there's a reason that D. White had the most blocks out of any guard in the league last year. That boy knows how to play defense. And, yes, we lost Marcus Smart, but we replaced him, quote-unquote. He was already on our team. But we replaced him in the starting role with someone who is just as tenacious and just as hungry and just as aggro when it comes to defense. So I, I don't think that Dame changes our matchup. I don't think that yeah. Dame makes it harder for the Celtics to beat the Bucs. Um, but I agree with you that it does make – for teams that lack defense or teams that struggle defensively, especially against the guard position, this is going to fuck up their days. This is right. going to ruin like the Knicks are fucked. <laughs> this is going to make Knicks versus Bucks are going to be hard. And like you're going to try and have Kyle Lowry cover Damian Lillard. No, thank you. Like no fucking way. <laughs> um, The Pacers. No, like there's, there's so many teams in the East <laughs> don't have these like great defensive guards. They just don't. And right. so they're going to struggle covering Damian Lillard. We, on the other hand, have Derek White, we have Jalen Brown, we have we have quote unquote Brogdon, like uh, he doesn't really play defense. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't really want to be here right now. <laughs> he's mad that he's being included in uh, Drew Holiday trades now, so he's angry again. Yeah. Is it going to get worse now? Now that he's back in the trade talks. Grow up. <laughs> That's all. Malcolm, I know you listen. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Can't Malcolm, handle it. our favorite listener. I, uh, my, if he, even if he was a listener, I don't know if he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the tea. Yeah. That's just the, you know... You don't get to stomp your feet and 
be like that on my team and not have me. I got a mic right here. I'm holding it. I'm recording a fucking podcast. You don't get to be on my team and stomp your feet without me calling you the fuck out and saying, hey, cut that shit the fuck out. Because yeah, that's just who I am. Bleed green or shut the fuck up. You're going to be tossed around in trade talks. You're going to be tossed around in roster switches. You're going to have your minutes changed. You're not going to be the starting guy anymore. You knew this coming to Boston. So get over it. Yeah. Brogdon. I mean, Malcolm. I do. I do. Malcolm. I, uh, I think that it definitely impacts other teams a lot more. I think still was a dramatic by, you know, by Vegas. I think Vegas was being a little dramatic when we fucking shot them to the moon for favorites to win the East and the championship. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out for the teams that are going to be hitting them frequently. So, yeah, I mean, I am interested to see, and again, I, I don't want us to be in the Drew sweepstakes. I think I made that abundantly clear. Um, but if Drew comes back out East, that's also another bit. Like I would, I almost want Drew to come back to the East. I want him to come back to a team that plays the Bucks fucking four times a year. And I want him to lock Dame the fuck down. Like I want see, that be for Drew more than I want fucking water in my cup. <laughs> More than I want air in my goddamn lungs. I want Drew to be sent back out east and play Dame four times a year and then get in a playoff matchup against him. And I want him to say, fuck you, Milwaukee. Like, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) I love when players can vindicate themselves against their former teams. And I uh, also, I only when it's a good dude. Like, I like Drew Holiday. I'm not cool when it's like KD or Kyrie. I'm I'm cool when it's a cool dude. Katie and Kyrie it. don't get revenge games. <laughs> Katie, yeah, you have to be a good dude and like leave like not by your own accord to have a, right. a revenge game. Drew Holiday yeah. is owed revenge games against the Bucks. Yes, he is, and I hope he this fucking gets them. Um, I I don't know. I've seen so many like now that like the thing with Portland and like hats off to them. They were quick. They were like, uh, we don't want Drew. Give us calls. And now everyone and their mothers on the NBA trade machine. I've seen so many hypotheticals of where or how or for what. And I'm just like, yeah. I have no fucking clue where Drew Holiday is going to go. I just don't yeah. want it to be the Celtics. I don't want to lose Rob. I don't want to lose Al. I don't want to lose seven bench guys. Like, and So who's it going to be? <laughs> and I'd, hate, I'd hate to lose them to a, you know. It's got to be, that's got to be the suckiest, shittiest part uh, often in trades is when you're uh, on a good, good team and you get sent And then you to, go to Portland. Right, <laughs> Siberia or wherever and don't have anything to, to work with there. So I don't, I would hate to see that. Um, I hate to see it for Drew. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, he's been in the league a long time and has established a good name for himself. So I... I wanted him to be somewhere where he can find success. But, yeah, good on Portland for being like, hey, welcome. Uh, There's no way he even flew out welcome. there. Welcome. Our phone's dude. open. No, no yeah. shot. He's still in his house in Milwaukee. They're like, dude, don't pack your bags. We don't know where you're going yet. We'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> like you're, you're not coming here. You're not playing for us. Don't worry. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm interested to see how that shakes up. It, I, I can't imagine it will take very long for something to happen. Um, but I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like it could either happen now in like mm-hmm. a hardened trade or like in a, another big move. The, the problem is his money. His cap right. space, he's a $37 million hit on cap That's space. That is a fuckload of fucking money to figure out in one to two weeks before the preseason. Like, teams are like, we want him, but we don't know how to fucking do it. Our books are shit. <laughs> so, we got a whole bunch of people scratching their heads. Um, there is a chance, and like I think this is less likely than him being moved before the season starts, but there is a chance that Portland just holds on to him, doesn't play him and waits until like December slash January. When a lot of these guys who just got recently signed or just signed a rookie deal or, you know, have all these quote unquote trade exceptions, all those go to the wayside and they can, you know, move certain more people, more people will be available in December. More people will be available in January. More teams maybe will be, but like, are you going to commit to the, the the tank that hard? Are you allowed to commit to the tank that hard? I think Drew Holiday was an all-star, so no. <laughs> was, yep. Not with the rules. Not with the new rules. Right. Um, also, also, I saw it was funny. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but All-Star Weekend, um, Giannis took Dame before he took Drew on his All-Star team. That did happen. And even LeBron said, that's weird. LeBron was that's like, weird. you you changed the whole game. I didn't. This wasn't in my scouting report. That's weird. And like, I, I don't want to give Jimmy Butler any fucking credit. <laughs> no, that is weird. That's, uh, a, that's a coincidence. If it's, if it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's most all of everything that we can say about Dame and Drew for right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Dame in the preseason if he plays any games for the Bucks, and like they have to figure out that chemistry. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the way that it plays out for Drew Holiday and what team he's gonna be on next. It's gonna be interesting to see it play out for DeAndre Ayton because now he's kind of the guy in Portland, um, which I think is like an understated part of this whole giant trade. Is like. It's Anthony Simmons and DeAndre Ayton over in Portland and all their draft picks and all the rookies and all the young guys. Like that's right. what they're building around. I don't know if it's like a good or a bad thing. I don't know if Anthony Sim- I love his name. Anthony with an F. <laughs> Anthony or uh, DeAndre, you know, work well or, you know, or like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I think Portland is hoping that they have two wins this season and they get whoever is, you know, in the draft. Yep. But it, it I don't I don't know. I don't like I don't know if DeAndre Ayton has the prowess to be the guy. I don't know if Anthony guy, Simmons yeah. has the prowess to be the guy. Yep. Like I they need a that guy. They need one. They need a guy. Um yep. Is it, is it Scoot? Is Scoot Henderson no. <laughs> that guy? Is he gonna, Is that is that how I'm right? Where Victor Wembanyama's not 
rookie of the year and Scoot right. Henderson just balls the fuck out, goes LeBron rookie year and just like puts up 40 points a game. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah. Portland yeah. would laugh all the way to the fucking bank. If that happens, they'd be like, ah, we win. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope that by next week we've got something drew related to talk about. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping the the Drew trade is sooner rather than later. Um I guess this plays into now that one of the trades that we didn't think was going to happen happened, do we think that Harden actually gets moved? <laughs> like are we going to have to eat crow twice? Honestly, I mean, did you see the him and your face at all? <laughs> him him throwing a party. Yeah. Holding up the Daryl Morey's a liar sign, like a fucking loser. He had the, it's just... he had the he had the bottle girls holding up neon signs saying Daryl like, Morey's a liar. I'm like, oh, this is so come fucking, on, this is so toxic. <laughs> I love it. He's um, the worst. I saw somewhere because he was he was at the uh, Miami FC or Inter Miami or whatever the fucking soccer team is down there uh he was at one of their games and they asked him straight up uh would you play miami he's like yeah why not um and then i saw a statement today in miami's like we are not interested in james harden i'm like Jesus that's awesome Christ. <laughs> that is so I was funny. like who who is interested in james harden though like that's the question no one, no one. but he's no not one. gonna play for philly that's the like He's not James Harden is too stubborn of an asshole to fold oh. and be like, uh, you know, whatever. No, he's he's committed to the bit at this point. There's no there's no James Harden in in no walking Philly it back for him ever again. No, no, no shot, no chance, no way, no how. Like there's he's just not gonna wear the Sixers uniform again. So I he's he's the I'm, he's the kind of guy, he's the kind of guy that will not play. He will literally never play another NBA game for the rest of his life before he puts Correct. on uh, a Sixers jersey again. Correct. And that and like and I, I gotta, don't understand how I gotta give it to him. I, that's, that's you commitment. can't give it no. That's no. commitment. <laughs> you can't give it to him when you we literally just said we don't applaud Dame for stamping his feet, but we applaud oh, James no. Harden for being James Harden. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely despise James Harden, but there's something outrageously funny to me that that this is a never-ending cycle of James Harden. Every team, going through, everywhere he goes, going through teams <laughs> like like it's fucking candy underwear. on Halloween, like, <laughs> like it's underwear or candy on Halloween. Either way, he's just going through it as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, that man, jeez, I. I I want to redact any statement where I said that James Harden doesn't get traded uh, in previous episodes because I didn't think it was going to happen for Dame. And if it can happen yeah. for Dame, like Dame, they like I, like we said before, Dame and the Blazers, although it was like shitty, still had a quote unquote amicable split. They both kind of were right. like, the time has come. It's over. Blah, blah, blah. There's no way in hell that you as a team. I. I don't care how delusional Darrell, Darrell, Daryl Morey is. 
I don't care how delusional Daryl Morey is. There's no way that you just say, yeah, James Harden's on our roster and he's going to be there day one. Like, he's fucking not, dude. He's got no. bottle girls with fucking streamers and sparklers with signs that say you're a fucking liar. He is committed yeah. to not playing for you. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, and I think, you know, honestly, you look at it, the only team really that I think James Harden has not left with an outrageously sour taste is Oklahoma City. And that's saying something because that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> no, but even so, like he, it was because he wanted the money. He wanted all the fucking pomp and circumstance. He wanted to be a yep. starter over Thabo Cephalosha, which like, to be fair, I want to be a starter over Thabo Cephalosha <laughs> because that's not really a fucking NBA talent to be starting on your team when you have James Harden on the fucking bench, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of got him there. But then he went to the team that he wanted to go to. He went to Houston and then he, you know, didn't like it there anymore. And then he got fat on purpose because he was like, oh, they're not going to trade me. I'm just going to show up 30 pounds overweight with no cardio done. Correct. Make it work. (laughs) And then it didn't work with Kyrie and KD. Weird. We all saw that fucking coming. Yeah. Who would have thought? And they were like, well, we can trade Ben Simmons for this guy, which. Both teams lose that trade. Both teams lose that trade. <laughs> and now we're yeah, going might through be the, the same only... shit with fucking the 76ers. Like, he is... The only, the only multiple bad... The only lose-lose Both... trade in NBA history. Yeah, no, no team won that. <laughs> no. The, I mean, every... No. Here's the thing. 28 other teams won that trade. 28 other teams <laughs> got to look on and go, ah, ah, You fucking suck. <laughs> like, we weren't involved in this. You guys fucking are you're dumb. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're going to trade James Harden, who complains about everything, and you're going to trade him for Ben Simmons, who complains about everything. Good fucking luck. Oh. Have fun. That is, that's awesome. Dumbest trade in NBA history. Like, let's trade a problem child for a problem child and hope that it works out for both teams. So good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that Ben Simmons is healthy? I did. I like that that's news. <laughs> <laughs> After years of one, I don't think he was ever quote unquote on the injury report. He's just always been like a scratch. Um, yeah. But there was a big report that he's healthy and ready for training camp. And I'm like, right. You're an NBA professional. You should be healthy and ready for training camp. This shouldn't be a fucking headline. <laughs> yeah. I know. I saw that and I was like, well, I'm glad this is news, I guess. Yeah. Um, I responded to it. So I'm going to give you the hypothetical, or not the hypothetical, but the over-under that I put out to the crowd. Over-under, Ben Sim- not even starts, Ben Simmons plays in 40 games this season. I'll give him the over. Just for fun. You're going to give him the I- I'd smash the under. I would smash the under. If that was the live bet, if that was the line, if Vegas wanted to take my money, I'd be like, take it. It's it's under. He's playing 12, maybe five. <laughs> oh, man. I have no faith in this young man. This young man. I mean, he's younger than me. I, that's the problem with these NBA players nowadays. They they keep getting young and spry, and I'm an old bastard. <laughs> I know I do. I always hate, you know, seeing like these little kids, little kids out there getting drafted. I'm like, what did I, 
what did I do? Why didn't oh, I do that? Yeah. How did my storyline not go that way? Interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, and I go, um, maybe I have no basketball talent. That probably didn't help. Yeah, they and I'm a woman. Still not and I'm a woman. That doesn't help either. And yeah, yeah, you can't play in the NBA. <laughs> Stacked against me. Um, yeah, they're not they're not out there trying to hire uh, only professional free throw throwers. Hell yes. One day. One day designated free throw one day designated free throw guy or woman will be a bench spot. Or a woman. I would love that. If if you just had one person, I know we said it before, but if you just had one person on the roster, which is a designated, these guys just take our free throws. That's so this is what they do. That's so funny. (laughs) Like you have DHs in baseball. Let's just get designated free throw shooters. Oh, Giannis got fouled and he's going to the line. No, he's not. Grace is coming out. Come on, Grace. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to wait 20 seconds for Giannis to dribble the ball. Come on, Grace. Yeah. Yeah. So I flip my I'm I I'm going to go on record. I am now thinking that James Harden will be traded before the season starts. Um, This is only because of what happened with Dame. Fuck you, Damien. (laughs) I can't wait till Dame spits rhymes about cheese in Milwaukee. That's we're off track. But like, come on, Dame Dalla. You got you got fire mixtapes, bro. Let's talk about Cream City. Cream City. Rhymes? It can rhyme with a lot of things. Cream, Cream. City. We're just that shitty. Great. Cream. There's your first bar, Damien. Cream City. Dream City. Uh, you just rhyme city not? with city. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst rapper, rapper alive. <laughs> That's why I'm not a rapper. Never claim Detroit again, okay? After that, after those bars. Yeah. No, I can't say that I uh that I'm really representing the the birthplace. Eminem of, just got uh, heartburn Eminem. out of nowhere and he's like, What the fuck just happened? It's like who did who who from Detroit just made the worst rap ever? <laughs> it's like, oh, my shitty rap sense is tingling. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, and she claims my city? No fucking way, dude. Where? Who? <laughs> yeah, that's on me, Eminem. Um, but those were the <laughs> Slim. Uh, God, I love that guy. Um, he's been active on Twitter again. This has nothing to do with anything, but I'm just gonna fucking say it because I'm a stan. Um, by the way, like no one else should use that goddamn fucking phrase because Stan was created for Eminem by Eminem, and I hate that every other that's fandom true. uses it. Stan is Stan. And that, like, if you know the song "Stan," you don't want to be Stan. But <laughs> right, <laughs> um, he's been tweeting a lot lately, and usually that means another album's coming. So I'm getting hype. Uh, very off topic, but just gotta say it. <laughs> Everybody went for the three one three. Just stand up. We're gonna we're gonna rock it. Hell yeah, Marty's Marty Marty's drinking a nice cold one right now. Oh yeah, I mean it's not that cold anymore. Actually, it's quite warm, and there's floaties in it. I don't know Gross. if they're supposed to be float. Yeah, I. You can't see it probably. Well, actually, maybe you can. Yeah, those aren't bubbles. Those aren't bubbles. Uh, is it like? <laughs> is, it like is, it, is it like a fruit beer? It was like pulp. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it's oh, a okay. juice bomb. It's pulp. 
Okay, I was like, Marty, you gotta wash but, like, your dishes, never, man. I usually drink it out of the can. <laughs> no, I usually drink it out of the can, so I've never seen it free floating like that. And then I poured yeah. it, and I was like, Oh God! <laughs> Ooh, just a little, you know, little extra crunchy bits in my beer. Love it. Crunchy bits. <laughs> I just cringed after saying that. Um. Yeah. So that is that is the Drew Holiday. Slash Damian Willard slash DeAndre Ayton slash James Harden discourse that needed to happen. Um, yeah. Aside aside from that in the NBA, uh, I know we hit on the Kevin Porter bullshit, so we're gonna hit on more bullshit because we do we do due diligence when it nice. comes to calling out assholes. Um, True, Josh Primo, Joshua. Primo, former draft pick of the Spurs. Um, it was first announced today that he is only getting a four-game suspension after being cut uh, by the Spurs after they've done the quote-unquote investigation. I say quote-unquote because, honestly, Adam Silver, you're a fucking idiot and you dropped the ball. I know you listen, so hey, Adam. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, But, you know... Josh Primo, I'll I'll explain what fucking happened, and I don't know how the NBA didn't find any quote unquote fault um, in his right. actions, but uh, he exposed himself to his the team psychologist, um, and if that wasn't enough to you know get suspended for a season or anything like that, he did it nine fucking times on nine separate fucking occasions. Uh, I'm a man, and I have a penis. It's really easy not to just whip it out. It's really easy to not intentionally expose yourself to fucking people. It's really fucking easy. So I don't understand how, one, the NBA just looks at this and goes, meh, you know, he didn't mean it, uh, and suspend him for four games and think it's that's going to fucking teach him a lesson. Um, and yeah. two, like, good on the Spurs for cutting him, but, like, Two, and what comes with this is uh, the Clippers, my second least favorite team in Los Angeles. And there's two of them. Uh, fuck L.A. The Clippers signed him to a two-way contract. Uh, so he's getting a second chance in the NBA. Isn't that just fucking lovely, Grace? Dandy. So dandy. Magical. I love when terrible people get four game suspensions i mean we were just talking about this oh there's a very loud plane or something um we were just talking about this in my um sports law class um we were talking about how leagues discipline players and they don't we were <laughs> exactly and we were we were especially we were talking a lot about the nfl um which has so many issues there too but like it's so frustrating, I think, as like a, a fan of the sport and as a woman to be like, you know, depending on how good of a player you are, like really that's what's going to matter, not the actual impact yep. of your terrible actions. Somebody's still going to sign you. Deshaun Watson is still playing football. Fucking Josh Primo is Deshaun Watson to get to got $230 million guaranteed after 22 accounts of sexual misconduct. 
And the league, mm-hmm. yeah, they slapped him with an eight-game suspension. Guess what? He still got guaranteed twenty uh, $230 million. Like, these sports leagues, I didn't mean to cut you off, and I'm sorry, but it just it's so annoying that these sports leagues pretend that they fucking care and then they just don't do anything when it when it when right. when you were given the opportunity to make it right or right. do something about it. It's not hard to not be a piece of no, shit. <laughs> and yet and it's and it's even easier to condone people who are pieces of shit. Like it's I Wait. don't understand the whole fucking situation. Marty. Like Marty. Marty. Yeah. Marty. Yeah. Condone means that you're okay with it. What's the opposite of condone? No. So you if you if you say you don't I condone, condone something, that yes. means you're not okay with it. I don't condone your actions. Yeah, isn't that what I said? So if you condone it, you are giving it the okay. Uh, grammar. I don't condone. Uh, it's easier to not condone these people who are pieces of shit. <laughs> Thank right. you for the grammar lesson. I got heated. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're welcome. Um. Yeah, but fuck you, Josh Primo. You suck. I hope you never see an NBA court again for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, Gracie's going to. He's missing four games. Um, which is also uh, it goes back to the, what I said about Kevin Porter Jr. and it goes back to what I said about fucking John Morant. You're gonna suspend John Morant for 25 games for playing with shooters with taking pictures with guns. Yeah, guns are legal. Flashing your dick to people is not legal. Right. What are we doing here? Like, I don't yeah, understand. I, I And I don't, that's, that's what's so bizarre to me is I'm like, and you, you know, you, you just, it feels like I, uh, you hate, you hate to see leagues really come down so hard. Like they draw these sharp lines in some cases, but when it comes to like violence against women, it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, cool. What are we gonna do? He didn't yeah. mean to do it. What do you mean he didn't yeah. mean to do it? He took his dick out. It's really yeah, easy not to take your dick out. You don't have it's to do really that. Nobody, easy. <laughs> nobody made you do that. It's not like he got tricked into doing it. It's not like the the psychologist or the therapist was like, oh, like what if you took your pants down? He just did it, and he's a piece of shit for it. Like, no one tricked you. No one convinced you to do it. You just were like, I want a power dynamic. I'm whipping my dick out. And then you did it nine times. And then the league that's supposed to be in charge of you and supposed to be holding up an image, which, like, again, John Morant having guns in his hand is a bad image. But Josh Primo whipping his dick out nine times isn't a bad image. Like, I don't fucking understand it. I, I will never understand the lines that they draw <laughs> like it makes no fucking sense no it does not 25 games for fucking playing with pea shooters they're not even the, the guns were tiny they're probably as tiny as josh primo's little fucking dick right i don't have a resolution to this statement or this conversation it just fucking aggravates me that yeah we keep dropping the ball especially in the nba like I, like you said earlier like the nfl has a storied history of you know lacking and not you know standing up for uh victims of dv or say i heard it (laughs) 
standing up for victims of DV or, you know, uh, any sexual misconduct or anything like that. But then, like, they used to, like, slam Josh Gordon for smoking weed or they slammed Martavius Bryant for smoking weed uh, and they got indefinite su- suspensions. And it's like, yeah, but there's literally a video of this guy beating up his wife and you're going to give him a six game suspension. I don't understand how you think one is worse than the other when one inherently one has a victim right smoking marijuana is a victimless crime um correct playing with guns and not somebody it's not like ja was like yo i'm gonna kill somebody ja literally just was in the club and showed a gun like he didn't do anything (laughs) right yeah exactly i mean you know I, i don't i'll never understand it and there needs to be change uh but you know all the old men running these leagues are not going to be the ones who change it yeah no i mean you're fucking right it's of not and like the the and what i was trying to say before i got heated on it again but like the nba is supposed to be the league that sets an example that is like the league right. that is you know on the up and up that is you know aware that is you know changing the quote unquote boys club. No, you're fucking not. Not when you do shit like right. this. Not when yeah. you just go, oh yeah, four games. Dude, come on. Fucking it's dumb. It's so um, fucking aggravating. And I and I can only and like as enraged as I am, I can't imagine being a woman watching the sport. That's the problem. Right. Is that like right. it's even more of a slap in the face to our lady fans and our lady viewers and everything like that. Cause it's just like, Oh, guess what? Like as long as they're famous enough or they have enough basketball skill, we won't care. Right. Yeah. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? (laughs) And it's just, and like your, the victim in this case was your staff was a, as a, was a staff member of an NBA team. And you're saying the, the badness of this is, Four games. Like hats off to the fucking Spurs for just yeah. kicking him off. Like hats off to the Spurs for just cutting him. Um, I, I mean that's what uh, Houston should do with Kevin Porter, but they're not going to fucking do that. Um, but fuck you to the Clippers for just being like, oh, oh it's only a four game suspension. We can get him. Cool. Like, right. Like there is always someone in these situations that's willing to like. Lick the devil's fucking boots and just right. be like, we'll be the bad guys. We'll be the bad guys because yeah. like three, three, four years down the road, maybe no one remembers it. It's like we're all gonna fucking remember. No, one hundred percent. Y'all put Carl Malone in the goddamn fucking uh, Hall of Fame, but we know what he did. We right. we know we know what we know the whole goddamn story. We never forgot. Like just because you say he's a Hall of Fame player doesn't mean we didn't forget that he's a rapist and, you know, never paid child support on his illegitimate child. Like, we know True. this. We right. we don't forget as fans. You think we will. We don't. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. I don't, Hell I don't yeah. fucking know. It's aggravating. It is. And from, like, a legal standpoint, they, they're like, oh, there's not enough fucking evidence or there's not about enough this, that, the other. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, right. a, a, a medical professional isn't going to make up a story about a a, a fucking prospect bass. He wasn't even, he's not like anyone 
fucking like yeah, he was a sophomore or a rookie. I don't even fucking remember because I, I don't care about him. But he was basically a nobody on a going nowhere team. And they're like, well, you know, the story could be fabricated. No, it fuck like why what gain is there? What gain is there for the, the victim in this situation to make up that story? They didn't make it up. There's no there's no like fun t- like one. They're not going to be like, oh, it happened once. No, it happened nine times. This was a repeat offense. It's insane. (sighs) As we stated before, and as we will continue to state on this podcast, we don't fucking like shitty people. Josh Primo. You know what? I'm going to fucking go out. You know, I'll be the first guy on fucking record to say, I hope you blow your fucking leg out. I hope you get (laughs) injured and your career is fucking over because you're a piece of shit. Real. That's that's the fact of the matter. If the, if the law and the the governing body over the fucking sport that you play doesn't take care of you, I hope whatever higher being or whatever karma exists in this world does, because you're a yeah. fucking piece of shit. So, I don't I don't like to wish injury on people. I'm never that guy. But if you're this kind of piece of shit, you deserve it. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's where I'll put that. That's where I'll end that fucking conversation. Goddamn asshole. Um, did we have any user questions? User listener questions. That's a new one. That's a new one. Yep. Yep. We we said reader, we've said viewer, now we said user. Any user questions? Um Tommy asked about a Drew Holiday trade. Thank you, Tommy Bennett, for contributing, but we have hit that. Uh Sully. Asked about uh, do the Celtics actually have a chance against the Bucks? We covered that. Thank you, Sully. Um, both of their ads at TJ Bennett 37 and at underscore Mike Sullivan. Uh, shoot them a follow. They're great guys. Part of Primetime Productions. Primetime Prods on Twitter or X or Elon's illegitimate child. Um, oh. Primetime TR. Primetime P-R-O-D-S on Twitter. We have an Instagram now. I believe it's underscore primetime prods. I think. I'm checking it real quick. I apologize. No, it's primetime prods P-R-O-D-S underscore on Instagram. There you go. Uh, We have a Facebook. It is primetime productions on Facebook. Uh, The website is up and running there are a few new pods that actually just got added to the network i think there's a colts uh podcast that just got added uh hosted by ian kennedy so check that out if you like the colts or if you just want more football content um i also think that uh burge the goalie has added another football podcast uh i believe it's called break the plane uh so you can give that a listen if believe that's just all nfl content uh Plenty of people have been pumping out articles on the website. I haven't even mentioned the website. It is primetimeproductions.net. You can find all the podcasts. You can find all the articles. Uh, You can see my silly mug if you go to our page. Uh, You know, (laughs) you can can do a whole bunch on our website. Uh, But a lot of content, a lot of stuff coming out. So, you know, wanted to give a proper shout out to everyone and everything primetime. We have no other listener questions. We have no other news that has recently uh, 
popped up besides you know dame lillard really shook the fucking earth with the yeah he did trade i did not expect it i remember texting you just freaking out (laughs) yep i was bugging i was like do we have stuff to talk about (laughs) i got so many texts everybody was freaking out everybody's like "Uh oh bad for the celtics and i was like shut the fuck up (laughs) excuse you it's not we're fine we'll be okay in boston Panner 18, 18 incoming is always incoming um, until it's not. Then we're on banner 19, then 20. Then, you know, we're going to keep True. it going. Um, but is there any other uh, anything that's uh, pressing? Doesn't have to be basketball related. We got a little little free time at the end of the pod. Uh, anything you want to say? Anything you want to cover? Anything you want to plug? Bucket we ball like just get just let's get it out there. Just want to fuck it, we ball, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> I am so ready. I was saying this to Lauren today. I am so ready for us to have actual games to talk about. Hell yeah! No, I I like um day by day, and now that it's like the end of September, day by day, I've just felt the season coming. And getting closer and like the yeah. hype is just building. And like one, I'm so excited to cover the games and talk about it here with you and here for our listeners, but also to watch, to witness, oh. to just be back in Boston Celtics mode. Like I I cannot wait. We are so goddamn like we are so goddamn close. <laughs> We've almost made it, guys. Almost. Uh I know. I appreciate everyone and anyone who has listened. Uh, you know, we've been doing what we can through the dog days of the summer. Uh, it's, that phrase is going to die soon. That's the best part. Yes, it will. That phrase is going to be over with. And then you're either going to be dealing with pessimistic, pes- pessimistic grace or super os- God fucking damn it. Super opter. Super. Op- oh, God. Super optimistic meat man. Yeah. <laughs> so the C's are doing good. You're gonna hear a lot from me, and Grace is gonna be like, Yeah, let's go. And if the C's are doing let's bad, go. I'm just gonna be crying, and Grace is going to be giving you the real medicine. So <laughs> we'll see how this shit starts yeah. up. Probably we'll see I'll how probably this shit have, starts rolling. I'll probably have something bad to say about Jalen Brown, so I hope you're all ready for that. Oh, <sighs> I can't wait till we can really just fucking start breaking it down, chopping it up. No more hypotheticals. No more this, that, the other thing. Just like we're going to have numbers. We're going to have stats. We're going to have minutes. We're going to have video. We're going to have shit to fucking talk about and look at and really break down. Um, But, you know, we started this and we started this in the summer. We knew what we were fucking doing. We knew what mess we were getting ourselves into. Uh, and it's been it's been a hell of a ride, and I'm saying it like the games start tomorrow, but it has been yeah, a right. hell of a ride of the off season. Um, and you know, I think we'll have some news. I don't I don't know why, but I just feel like the season's so close that like Drew or James or some something's gonna happen. Like we're just gonna get more and more info. I honestly have to tip my hat to Woj, like. 
I I made fun of Woj week in and week out on this podcast, saying there were there was the talks were increasing on Damian Lillard, and I was like, "You're an right. idiot." Yep. Turns out I'm the idiot because I don't have sources, and he does. <laughs> that he does. Um, but yeah, no, I'm hyped for it. I'm very excited to get into the actual meat and potatoes. Call back to a couple episodes ago. If you haven't heard it, go back and hear it. Um, but the meat and potatoes of the Celtic season. I am really excited oh, yeah. for it. Um, yeah, that was a that was a, thank you, Grace. Good point. Good point that we are so fucking close. Some positivity, you know. I don't know. I don't know how to read a calendar. I barely know how to speak English. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. Yeah, we all know. If you listen to this podcast, you go, wow, I have a higher IQ than that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but what the fuck ever. <laughs> I'm going to. I think we I think we can wrap it up. I think we had a, a very solid discourse about everything and anything that has happened this week. And I look forward to chopping it up more and more with more and more content. Yeah. Uh, we are cross court coverage at NBA cross court on Twitter, uh, cross underscore court underscore coverage on Instagram. Uh, I am the meat man. She is Grace Roberts. Go Celtics or go fuck yourself. Peace. Peace.